point deficit in the third quarter to win this one 27-24. And you're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. Hope you're all having a wonderful morning so far. And hopefully you're feeling relaxed because it's the weekend. Speaking of feeling relaxed, why don't we begin today's show with a good holiday vibe? Many Hong Kongers like me love to travel abroad and experience new food, new culture, new people, landmarks and more. But with COVID, many people haven't been able to hop on a plane for almost three years. Because of that, people have sought to staycations in hotels far away from the city centre. I've been to one last week, actually. And on Thursday's brunch with Noreen, I told her all about it. So, um, because I actually went on one last week for my birthday. Happy belated birthday. (laughs) And uh, just wanted to talk about one of the reasons why Hong Kongers just love traveling or staycations in general. It's a big thing. Well, now because people can't go on holidays, but staycations are a big thing. Every other weekend, you know somebody who just stays in a hotel and enjoys uh, the, the, the... Afternoon tea. Exactly. <laughs> Afternoon tea. So a bit um, before we talk about uh, my experience or just why people like to go on staycations, why don't we learn several Cantonese phrases? Sure. Okay. So a thing that I would like to teach uh, all of you is uh, something star hotel. So when you stay at a hotel, there are several rankings, right? Uh, for instance, we have five star hotels. So the phrase for that is that literally translates to five star hotel. And then, uh, the list goes on. So you replace basically every start of the, every start of the something star hotel with the letter a letter in Chinese. So, for instance, for four-star hotel, it's 四星級酒店. Okay. So, yeah. it's 一二三四五. Yes. If you know your numbers, you'll know, exactly. uh, you'll know which uh, star hotel you'd like to stay in. Exactly. And uh, there isn't really a Chinese translation for the word staycation, but I think we've came up with something in the office the other day, and we think it's called... Oh, what does that mean? That means a hotel package. Yeah. The literal translation for it's hotel package. There isn't really a word in Cantonese that really describes staying at a hotel and just enjoying yourself. Yeah, I suppose staycation is really like a vacation that you're staying in the town that you're in. And it's yeah, just a exactly. combination of yeah. the word. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to why Hong Kongers just like staycations is because um, according to a uh, research done by a platform Cluck, staycation is sort of like a replacement or antidote for their wanderlust. And around 62 respondents say that they just love traveling so much. They go on holidays maybe four to five times per year. 
And the staycation is four great. to five times yeah, a year. A year. Who does yeah. that? Whoa! How yeah, much? Yeah. I yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because some people uh, have like annual. Well, I'm not saying a lot of annual leave, but then they just uh, Hong Kong is a very people in Hong Kong are very clever about like taking days exactly. off and taking long weekends, and uh-huh. they'll just pop pop away to Vietnam or, or Thailand, Taiwan. yeah, Taiwan, yeah. yeah, Japan, Japan. Yeah, how can I <laughs> forget Japan? My favorite is Japan and South Korea. I've never been to South Korea before. I've been there once, yeah. but I was too young to remember. What Time I did. to go again when <laughs> when we get more annual leave. Exactly. And uh, back on that, so fifty uh, respondents say that staycations are a good way for couples to be closer and more intimate, and it's like a longer date because in Hong Kong, you know, we don't. A lot of young people don't really have their own apartments; they can't afford it. So staycation is just a longer, extended date, so they can actually chat. And have heart-to-heart conversations with their partner, and it's good to always uh, create more memories. For instance, and uh, something quite similar to what I just said is something that 36% of people think that staycations are good for celebrating anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So that's one of the reasons why I went is because I just wanted to. Spend my birthday somewhere else than my house. Yeah, and and <laughs> because you can't leave Hong Kong, well, you can exactly, leave Hong, but not yeah. enough time off. So exactly. a staycation is the is the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you have um, at, at your staycation? What sorts of food did you have? So I had uh, afternoon tea ham cha. It was um, because the hotel I went to in Discovery Bay has a moomin themed oh, moming yes i i can see on moming on your face mask yes <laughs> to the people that know me personally i really like the character moomin it is a finnish uh hippo like character and i just really like it and that hotel happened to have a moomin theme Amazing. I wouldn't say month, but for a very long period of time. And then I went there and everything around me was moving. And it was one of the best few days of my life because everywhere I'm surrounded with moments. (laughs) And uh, on my afternoon tea, I had um, some Finnish-inspired delicacies. So I had some uh, salmon with some fish and meatballs. A lot of mix of savory and also sweet delights. So it's actually pretty good. And I had Earl Grey to go with my afternoon tea. Amazing. So yeah. it was it was not like a, a an Eastern type of afternoon tea. It was a Finnish so, yeah, because sort of, it was moving. Yes. Sort oh. of like Western Finnish inspired afternoon tea. Excellent. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend our listeners uh, relax uh, for a bit of R&R, uh, relax a little bit with, with uh, a staycation here and there? Oh, for sure. Yes. It's always a good time for you to distress and just get away from your usual routine. Just step down and always relax in somewhere else that's not your house. Noreen Near and I on Brunch with Noreen. On the Common Room this week, Alison Howe interviewed the Scottish pop sensation Lewis Cabaldi, who just came out with his newest single, Forget Me. In case you aren't familiar with who Lewis Cabaldi is, 
His debut album, Divinely Uninspired to a Hellish Extent, remained at the top of the UK album charts for six weeks, which later became the best-selling album in 2019 and 2020 in the UK. He said that his newest single is actually a bit of a different sound, as it has more of an upbeat tune to it, but he also told Allison that his newest album is coming out right soon. Let's see how that's going for him. Thank you very much. I've missed Hong Kong. I've been thinking about Hong Kong every night before I go to my bed. Um, yeah, I've been good, I think. I've got a bit of a cold at the minute, so I apologise for my scratchy voice. Um, but yeah, I'm, other than that, I'm well. I'm well. Life is good. Things are just spiffing. Congratulations on the brand new single. Thank you very much. It's exciting. It's good to be back. I hope people like it. Um, but it seems to be doing, people seem to be into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I've seen that you've played it to like 20,000 people. What's their reaction? I mean, the beat is pumping. The beat is pumping. Thank you. I, I said, I listened to the beat and I said, I'm going to get this beat pumped. That's what I said to the beat. This beat is getting pumped. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's nice. It's a bit of a different uh, pace to what I usually do. But um, yeah, I think the people in the room and the O2 the other week, they seem to enjoy it. So yeah, I, I, I was a bit nervous about coming out with a song that's a bit more upbeat because obviously it's just, uh, I mean, it's, I, I'm not really known for that sort of stuff. But um, But the lyrics are still depressing. So it's fine. It's fine. Sad and fast. Yeah, I mean, that's the the beauty that we love about your music. If you really listen to the lyrics, you're so brilliant in a way that you turn the most bitter breakups into the most poetic hits. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my job. (laughs) job. Talk about your job. You do go the extra mile to get the message out there. I mean, that latest image, I cannot unsee it. Oh, thank you. And I, I apologise for that. This must be traumatising uh, for you. But um, but yeah, I stripped down to my underwear. Because, I'm listen, I'm not under any illusion. Sex sells. That's what the yep. people want. People want to see me. The people want to see me. Um, and when you've got a body like mine, it's a shame to keep it covered up. That's oh. what I always think. Thank you. Know you. Yeah, Thank you so much. No, Talk welcome. about images that we cannot unsee. Uh, I guess congratulations on being congratulated to something that you probably shouldn't take credit for. Uh, the new prime minister of the UK, apparently you guys are uh, quite similar yeah. looking compared to her, you know, her younger days. Yeah, I do look like her in that photo. That's, that is where the similarities end, though, unfortunately. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately for me. But, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I... I I have this sort of thing where I continue, I continually get told that I look like female politicians. So, like the Scottish First Minister's Nicola Sturgeon, I always get told I look like her. Angela Mer- Merkel, I uh-huh. always get pictures of Angela Merkel sent to me. Um, I also got told I look like Boris Johnson. He's not a female, um, just but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, I just look like I just apparently look like so many. So many politicians. I don't know what it is about my look that they all want to steal, but yeah. um, do you know what I mean? If, uh, I guess if you've got it, flaunt it. But um, but yeah, I've constantly, constantly being told that I look like uh, different female politicians. So you know oh, what? Well. You should absolutely join hands. And every time she steps on the stage now for whether a rally or a campaign, she should just be blasting "Forget Me." 
Um, yeah, maybe. I don't. <laughs> I have to. Just, I don't think her politics line up very well. But um, I don't. I don't know. What I'd want to be endorsing the things that she's endorsing. But um, yeah, I guess any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now let's talk about your music. Let's get serious about this. I mean, Forget yeah. Me is such a great introduction to what maybe the new phase of Lewis Capaldi music sounds like. What else are we expecting to come? Uh, just more of the same ballads. I've got lots of ballads coming. Um, there is a, The album is it's like a sort of progression from where I've been in the past and stuff. But um, yeah, there's lots more music to come and it's um, it's going to be coming thick and fast. Thick and fast, sorry. So, um, so yeah, buckle up, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. I just want to get as much out there as possible um, and start to play shows and, and tour it. It'd be nice to see, yeah, get out to as many people, get back to Hong Kong and just play as, as many shows as we can. Yes, we can't wait. Now talk Ooh. about um, potential collaborations. I must also play you the following clip. I interviewed Tones and I a while ago, and oh, yeah. here's what she want to say. And I remember that, you know, last time we were speaking, you were saying that you would potentially like to work with someone like Louis Capaldi. Yeah, he's sick. And he's a cool person as well. And that's what I love because I feel like when you're in the studio with someone, if you can just laugh and get along and you've got good chemistry, you don't get nervous about suggesting things. Is that yeah. happening then? Uh, we haven't made any inroads to it, but I do love Tones. We were both in LA at the same time um, in October last year, and she's great. And like a whole like, crew are great. They're all like unbelievable. Um, and we've yeah we had some good times. So um, we haven't written, but I would love to do something um, with Tones um, at some point. She's 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 amazing. Um, but yeah, man, there's there's been a few. We've we've written a song with Ed Sheeran on this new record, um, but I mean that's obviously not coming out for a wee while yet. But like, um, but yeah, man, it's, but I haven't got any like actual features on this album. But it's just it's just all me. But um, but yeah, hopefully it's something maybe for 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 the future. Maybe just after the album's dropped or something, we can we can get some collaborations going. That would be that would be good. Nice. When is the album dropping? Oh, I don't know that yet. I wish I knew the answer to that question. But um, yeah, maybe it'll be. I think it'll probably be end of this year, early next year, sort of thing. Um, I mean, we'll soon see. I guess it's like it depends how people react to forget me. If people hate forget me then I might have to rethink a few songs on the album. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. If you don't hear from me after this, things haven't gone well. And that was Scottish pop sensation, Louis Cabaldi, on The Common Room. Last week on the programme, We've talked about the Eco Shoreline project. It's basically a project that implements different materials to protect corals in Hong Kong. It seems like more and more people are raising awareness about protecting Hong Kong's unique underwater ecosystems. Because this week, we also have another coral project that aims to use 3D printing technology to rebuild damaged corals in local waters. On Thursday's back chat, Janice Wong and Jenny Lam spoke to Virko Yu co-founder and CEO of Archie Reef to tell us more about it. 
So we are using this 3D printing solution, but we're printing clay materials, which is like 100% natural materials, almost like a pottery. You 3D print the structures, dry them, and fire them. And then we create this specially designed leaf tile to help coral tree recover and grow better. Is it really just normal clay or are there um, special um, ingredients in it? It's not normal clay. And that's what coral loves. They love natural materials. Yeah, so I had a look on your website. They look actually amazing. They're these hexagon um, pieces, um, and they have a sort of like a, all these squiggly bits that look like a maze on them. Um, how quickly can you print them, and how many have you already printed? Yes, great question. So this technology was developed from the, at the University of Hong Kong, where I was doing my PhD, and it was fully 100% 3D printed from the different layers, from the legs, from the bottom layer, from the top layer, like the maze you just mentioned. And the whole process took two hours to print, and then two weeks to dry, and then at least two days to fire. So it's quite a process. But right now, um, as we're commercializing it, we are also accelerating the process by uh, incorporating molding structures for parts that doesn't need to be customized. So you're uh, now working with uh, Ocean Park and Sino Group on the, this project. Uh, what do you hope to achieve from it? Yes, uh, we hope to demonstrate a new way of doing conservation. Uh, myself is a scientist by training, and deep in my heart, I am a conservationist. And historically, the way that it works is mostly depending on the government or the NGOs to take the initiatives. But with this model, with the current collaboration model, we are using this technology funded by the government, developed done by the academics, and then we as a scale, uh, as a startup, to bring this technology as a research product out in the commercial world, where we're collaborating with our corporate partners, in this case, Isaino Group and Ocean Park, and then we, as a joint venture, we are doing this to further promote the message to a broader general public. So I think that would be a very interesting and very innovative way of scaling the impact, but also um, doing conservation. Okay, so we know that you've tried out these hexagons, these 3D printed um, clay mm -hmm. bits in, in Hoi Ha Wine. Can you tell us how successful has that been? Oh, it's, it's super encouraging. Um, so the project has been in the water, uh, the piles have been, in, have been in the water for two years now, and we're still securing 98% survivorship, meaning 100 tiles that we, 100 corals that we put on the tiles, 98% still survive today. And this number is at least four times higher than the traditional method. So, and uh, this is super encouraging. And as we see the corals are building the natural habitat, we are also seeing an increase in biodiversity as well. And what about for this uh, current project? Uh, where will it actually be, and, and, and how and how um, how much uh, space will it be covering? Mm -hmm. So right now we're deploying this twenty square meter artificial reef tiles in Deep Water Bay, and this is particularly interesting because we know that historically corals ex inhabit there, and we have a lot higher diversity than what we see today. So what we are doing is that we are helping the corals to give them a kickstart and to retrieve where they used to be. So I'm very excited to launch this project and can't wait to share more results in the next you, few you, months. You mentioned just now the traditional way of, of uh, 
conserving coral? What is the traditional way? Mm-hmm. So people have been planting corals with different solutions in the last few decades. Um, one common way of doing so is by put, gluing the coral fragments on bricks. Sometimes it works. However, bricks itself oftentimes are not stable enough to secure longevity for the corals. As coral grow bigger over time, it eventually collapses because the weight of the brick doesn't really support the weight of the tile of the corals on top. Um, so that's one major reason why our reef tiles is actually pretty big. Uh, they're about uh, 50 to 50, centi- 50 centimeter vertex to vertex, and each of that weight about 20 kilograms. All right. So you said the traditional way is uh, not stable enough. Is it also a, a lot? I mean, the process is it also a lot slower than uh, than uh, what you're using now. Uh, the speed is depending on the coral fragment size and the species that we select. Um, so with this project in particular, we're very happy that all our partners are aligned that we don't want to see in just want to see immediate results. So with this, we're not only planting corals that grow fast so that we know that in the next year we will see an increment in terms of the size, but we are also incorporating different coral species, like some are slow-growing, some are smaller, some are bigger, some have different strategies to cope with climate change, and that is the key to fight climate change. We need to restore the biodiversity. Okay, so you said that the problem with the traditional way is that is that the ta- the the bricks eventually just mm. collapse. Now, basically, what you're doing is tiling the seafloor with with these uh, clay hexagons. Do they just stay there forever? Do, do will they not also break eventually when the corals become too heavy? Oh, that's very interesting. So um, the reef tile itself, the structural integrity actually lasts at least sixty years. So. When we put them in the water, we don't expect them to break, uh, at least from our lab experiment. But what we expect is that as the coral on top of the reef tiles grow, eventually they will grow bigger than the reef tiles so that it erases the trace of human intervention. And that's what we ultimately want. We don't want to have a obvious footprint of what we do in the water. We just want to give them a kickstart. And the structure itself, because we, it, we are deploying in mostly sandy area, so eventually that sinks in, but it still forms a stable substrate as, it, as the tiles are placed in, in conjunction with each other. Virko Yu, co-founder and CEO of Arky Reef on Thursday's Back Chat. On September 8, Queen Elizabeth II passed away at the age of 96. She was the second longest reigning monarch in history. Lots of people have stories of when they met the queen. Stories they will, of course, never forget. On Sunset Sounds the other day, Simon Wilson fondly recalled his meeting with Her Majesty. That's it for today. I'll catch you next week here on The Week on Three. I'm Christy Lai. I was lucky enough to find myself in the right place at the right time, which would be in Shanghai in 1986. I was DJing in a hotel up there. I was actually the uh, first foreign DJ to take up residency in China and play in the clubs up there. So 
The Queen came for a visit with uh, Prince Philip at the time, although he'd been grounded on the ship because of some comments in uh, Beijing. Yeah, well, I was invited to a, a garden party in the presence of Her Majesty the Queen in, in 1986 in Shanghai. And uh, since I was up there DJing, I didn't really have the right uh, attire for it. The, it was written as a casual suit and tie. And the only suit I had was like a grey flannel suit that kind of looked more like a chef's pants than a, a formal suit. And uh, the, the only tie I had was a pink tie with black polka dots on. So uh, saying that I was dressed differently from everybody else in the garden would be uh, an understatement. And the, the chap in charge was bringing Her Majesty round and introducing everybody one by one. I finally get to meet the Queen. I was introduced... Uh, she says, oh, and what do you do? To which I said, oh, I'm a DJ, ma'am. To which she replied, oh, oh what do you teach? And uh, I must say, the, the uh, ambassador, you, he seemed to age about 10 years in a second. But I did have my wits about me. I didn't correct the Queen. I simply said, music, ma'am. <laughs>
اردو ریڈیو پروگرام ہانگ کانگ کی شام ایوری سنڈے ایوننگ آفٹر ایٹ او کلاک نیوز ہیئر آن آر ٹی ایچ کے ریڈیو اردو پروگرام ہانگ کانگ کی شام ہریتوار کی شب آٹھ بج کر پانچ منٹ پر گیت سنگیت شیر و نغمہ خبریں اور تبصرے انٹرویوز کھیل اور کھلاڑی مذہب اور ثقافت سائنس کی دنیا آپ کی فرمائشیں اور رنگا رنگ تفریح وہ سب کچھ جو آپ سننا چاہیں ہانگ کانگ کی شام ہریتوار کی شام آٹھ بج کر پانچ منٹ سے رات نو بجے تک صرف آر ٹی ایچ کے ریڈیو تھری پر <تصفح> 